God's grace, his mercy, and his peace are yours through faith in Christ our Savior. Amen. Our sermon text is the gospel lesson from the gospel according to St. Luke. My brothers and sisters in Christ our Savior, would you like to have lived during the time of Jesus? I mean, sure, they did not have the internet or cars or indoor plumbing or, or pizza, but, I mean, you would get to follow Jesus around wherever he went. I mean, how cool is that? And you could have seen Jesus drive out demons. You could have heard Jesus stick it to the uppity, self-righteous Pharisees and, and Sadducees and priests and Levites. I mean, how sweet would that have been? I mean, it would have been awesome, right? It would have been awesome to live so close to Jesus, right? Well, concerning being close to Jesus, our text shows that a woman raised her voice and said to Jesus, blessed is the womb that carried you and the breasts at which you nursed. Now, this woman was referring to the Virgin Mary, the mother of Jesus, and nobody was as close to Jesus as Mary was. I mean, think about it. Jesus Christ, true God who created all things, including Mary's body, needed Mary's womb in which to develop and grow. Jesus Christ, true God who feeds all creation by His mighty power, needed Mary's milk for His survival. So, that woman was right. Nobody was as close to Jesus as Mary was. However, though, however, in response to that woman, Jesus says, yes, my mother Mary was blessed to be so close to me, but even more blessed, more blessed are those who hear the Word of God and keep it. Hearing God's Word, believing God's Word, living God's Word brings you into a closer bond with Jesus than the physical bond Mary had with her son. And so, that's as close as close can get. And that's what God's powerful Word does. It unites us with Jesus. It brings us close to Jesus. Or to put it another way, God's Word divides, God's Word unites. And God's Word unites us with Jesus by dividing us from everything that is not Jesus and all the evil that is not Jesus. And our text shows us how Jesus divides by united some, uniting someone close to himself. Our text says, Jesus drove out a demon which was mute. After the demon had gone out, the man who had been mute spoke. So you could say Jesus divided that demon out of that innocent man. And that amazed the crowds, but not everyone had a positive impression of Jesus. Some of them says, he drives out demons by Beelzebul. Beelzebul with an L at the end. That was a derogatory term that the Jews used to refer to a Phoenician idol 
whose proper name was Beelzebub, with a B at the end. Now, Beelzebub means Lord of the Flies. But Beelzebul was kind of an off-color play on words, because Beelzebul, with an L at the end, literally means the Lord of the, um, how do I put this, uh, the solid waste material that flies tend to gather around. And so the Jews were saying to Jesus, Jesus, you are using the power of a filthy foreign idol, a false god, to drive out demons. And by doing that, you are insulting the true God of Israel. You are insulting God's people, Israel. Jesus, you are full of... And yes, fill in the blank, because that's exactly what they meant. But despite their off-color accusation against Jesus, that does not stop Jesus, of course. Our text says, Jesus knew their thoughts and said, Every kingdom divided against itself is destroyed, and a house divided against itself falls. If Satan is divided against himself, how will his kingdom stand? In other words, Jesus says, your accusation is totally absurd and ridiculous. If I were truly working with Beelzebub or Beelzebul or Satan, why would I use that power to drive out one of Satan's own demons? I mean, this does not make sense. And something else does not make sense. You claim to do the same thing I do. You claim to drive out demons. Well, if you say that I drive out demons by the power of Beelzebub, by whose power do you claim to drive out demons? And that's what Jesus means when he says, if I drive out demons by Beelzebul, by whom do your sons drive them out? Yet, if I drive out demons by the finger of God, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. In other words, Jesus says, my power doesn't come from any evil source. My power comes from God Himself. And I am God's one and only Son. In fact, I am true God Himself. And as true God, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. So by using God's Word, Jesus brings God's kingdom. But Jesus also says that His Word divides the wicked and unbelievers out of God's kingdom. Jesus says, the one who is not with me is against me. The one who does not gather with me scatters. Again, let me paraphrase Jesus here. He says, since you Jews accuse me of working with the devil, well, you are definitely not on my side. And since you do not recognize that my power comes from the one true God, my heavenly Father, then you are not on God's side either. You have separated yourself from God by separating yourself from me. So those Jewish people who accused Jesus, they were very far away from Jesus. They were not close to Jesus at all. Now with that in mind, let's get back to that opening scene where I said how cool it would have been to live at the time of Jesus. Now that would have been cool, but God's Word shows us that you cannot get right with God just because of your close proximity to Jesus. You cannot be saved from sin and death and hell just because you saw Jesus perform a miracle. Now, don't get me wrong. Being physically close to Jesus did indeed help many people, help them come to faith. And likewise, seeing Jesus perform a miracle did indeed help many people to come to faith. But here's the point. God's Word is even better than those things. It's better than being physically close to Jesus. Why? What advantage does God's Word have? 
Well, God's word is God's power. And by the power of his word, God proclaims to you who Jesus truly is. He is truly God's one and only son. He is truly God and man in one person who took on our human flesh to suffer and to die to save us from death and sin and Satan's grip. And so, when that word of God connects you to Jesus by faith, you are perfectly connected to Jesus for time and for eternity. So, God's word divides. It divides all people into two groups. One group, well, challenges Jesus. They reject Jesus. They reject his word. They accuse him of, of being in league with the devil. They ultimately reject Christ's gifts of faith and salvation. That's one group. The other group of people, though, follow Jesus and trust in Jesus in humility. By God's gift of faith, they love Jesus. They know Jesus is God's Son, their one and only Savior. Now, by God's grace alone, by God's grace alone, you are in that second group. You believe, you trust, you worship Jesus. And by God's gift of faith, you know that Christ's love amazes you because you know how unworthy you are of that love. You and I, you and I, we must admit, if it were not for God's grace, I would be wallowing in Satan's muck and filth. If it were not for God's grace, I would not be resisting the devil. Instead, I would be plotting and conspiring along with the devil. I'd be looking for ways to tell lies about Jesus. I'd be looking for ways to discredit the Bible. I would be scheming to convince myself and other people that Jesus was not some great and glorious Savior. I'd be scheming and trying to convince people that Jesus was some sort of, you know, nut job, cracked case of, of uh, an egocentric cult leader. But, but God rescued me from Satan's spiritual cesspool. God showed me the foolishness of resisting Jesus. Just like Jesus exposed the false logic of the people in our text, so also God's Word exposes the false logic of every time I try to defend my sins. And just like Jesus drove that mute demon out of that innocent man, so also God's Word drives out Satan and his evil from my heart. And I am confident of this because God's Word has united me with Jesus. And now by the power of God's Word creating faith in my heart and my soul, I am connected to Jesus in body, soul, and spirit. And by my faith connection to Jesus, I am pure. I am holy. I am clean. I am washed. I am made new and whole again by the holy, precious blood and innocent sufferings and death of Jesus Christ, my Savior, Son of God and Son of Mary. Now, you can say that with, with joy and with confidence. You can say that with, with all gladness and all faith. You can say that over and over and over again, and it never gets old. It never gets old because what Jesus says in our text is true of you. Even more blessed, more blessed are those who hear the Word of God and keep it. This verse describes how God's Word unites. God's Word unites you to Jesus. It gives you faith. And when God's Word gives you faith 
and connects you to Jesus, God's Word also gives you the Holy Spirit. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit uses God's Word to keep you hearing God's Word, believing God's Word, and living God's Word. And so again, by the power of the Holy Spirit, you can say, I love to hear the story of Jesus over and over and over again. I want to hear about Jesus, and nobody has to force me to hear about Jesus. Nobody has to lay a guilt trip on me or coerce me into hearing about Jesus. No. I want to hear about Jesus because God's Word has connected me to Jesus. And being united with Jesus by faith satisfies my soul and my spirit. But here's another thing. The more that the Holy Spirit fills me with Jesus, the more and more I want to hear more about Jesus, the more I hunger and I thirst for Jesus. And at the same time, the more I hunger and thirst for Jesus, then the more and the more and the more the Holy Spirit continues to fill me with Jesus more and more and more and more and more. And so, it does not matter that I was not there 2,000 years ago. No, I did not see Jesus drive out demons. I did not hear Jesus fight it out with the Pharisees. But yet I am as close, if not closer to Jesus, than anybody who lived in the Holy Land 2,000 years ago. I am so close to Jesus because of God's Word. God's Word unites me with Jesus. Yes, I am united with Jesus, my one and only Savior, now and for eternity. Amen. Please rise. And now may the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Mm -hmm.